Welcome to the Christian Conservative Podcast, hosted by Tony. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode here at the Christian Conservative Podcast. Today we have a pretty loaded um, schedule for us, so we're going to jump right into it, jump into our topics, do a little discussion about it, and then... um, We'll call it an episode here. So one of the first things that I want to talk about is over the weekend, I was doing some research here on the internet and looking for some stories to talk about um, for today's episode. And I come across this article here at uh, Breitbart.com. And it's a whistleblower from Coca-Cola saying that they're using anti-racist training that tells employees Try to be less white. Um, I don't know about you guys, but right off the bat, that sounds racist as hell. Uh, try to be less white, you know, or we can put any color in there and be try to be less tan, try to be less brown, try to be less black. I mean, what the hell? And now this is supposed to be an anti-racist training. So let's make that very clear off the bat that this is an anti-racist training that's talking about how to be less white. So uh, let's dig into it a little bit here. It says uh, Coca-Cola has used a training video by anti-racist activist Robin D'Angelo that tells employees try. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that tells employees to try to be less white, according to Unwoke Advocate. But let's see what else here we have. Let's see what all this training entails here. This is a 49-minute training, and it's titled Confronting Racism. Right away, the course established... Oh, boy. Right away, the course establishes that all white people are born racist. Nothing exempts any white person from the forces of racism, says D'Angelo. When you accept the reality of your socialization, you can begin to examine how you've been shaped by it. It says here, employees are told... And the what you can do section that to be less white, one can be less oppressive, be less ignorant, be less certain, be less defensive, again, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with white sedarity, break with white sedarity. Interesting. Let's see what else she has to say here. Here's something else that she's quoted here. D'Angelo says, when white people say they aren't racist, she doesn't buy it. When D'Angelo hears white people say, I was taught to treat everyone the same, she said she thinks to herself, this person doesn't understand basic socialization. This person doesn't understand culture. This person is not self-aware. The entire training is available on LinkedIn Learning for the internal platform there. So Coca-Cola must have an internal platform for their employees to get onto and access this training. Um, but it seems like there's another catch to this as well, that Coca-Cola might uh, be having some issues here down the road. Uh, D'Angelo's course could open Coca-Cola to a slew of lawsuits by employees who ex- suspect, excuse me, who suspect they were denied promotion, bonuses, or other opportunities due to their skin color. This can cause the training as direct evidence of racial discrimination, according to lawyers. So lawyers have already reviewed this and has basically said that uh, this training alone demonstrates racism. Um, 
And that can open them up to a slew of lawsuits because now, say, if a white person doesn't get promoted, all they have to do is claim that the company is being discriminative against their skin color because of the white. And they say, how can you prove that? And then they say, well, because we had to take this training on um, how to try to be less white. So, like I said from the get-go, that alone sounds very racist. Um, you know, and I just don't understand why this Robin individual thinks that what she's saying here isn't racist. I, I mean, this whole training just seems to be racist as hell. You're basically telling somebody how to how to act in the in in the body of what their skin color is. You can't tell nobody how to act. It don't matter what color you are. We all have our unique personalities and traits that make us different from one another. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, what you might be. I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're a, a human being. At the end of the day, you're a human being. Color does not matter. Um, I don't care what color you are. I've got friends of all nationalities and very good friends. Um, I've never looked at what color you are to determine if I want to be friends with you, if I want to talk to you or not. Um, I base that off of how I watch people interact with others, and then I make determination if I want to interact with this person or not. Um, you know, if I can see from afar that, you know, they're just rude or obnoxious, um, you know, I'm probably not going to interact with that person. Compared to if I see somebody that's having a good conversation with somebody else, they're getting along, they're smiling, they're joking, that kind of thing. I'll be more likely to interact with, with that person regardless of what their skin color is. It's solely based on how that person is acting. So um, that's pretty interesting. A big company like Coca-Cola would kind of put themselves in this situation to possibly be sued down the road for um discriminating against somebody's race pretty uh pretty interesting you know i'm I'm not sure what this world is going to i mean this is oh man i've never i've never heard so much about race and people's skin color um than i have in the last few years um it, it's it's very sad it just seems like that's all one particular party a group of people all they want to talk about or they want to say is you know oh I don't have this or I don't have that because of my skin color it has no it has no nothing to do with what your skin color is I know I know plenty of minorities um that have done very well for themselves um have more money than than I have um probably have more money than I will ever have and that's straight up minorities you know the uh, Hispanics and Latinos and that kind of thing. Um, on the other hand, I know a lot, a lot, a lot of black people that um, are very well off, very successful, and again, have way more money than I will, have nicer things than I ever will be. I'm not jealous of that. Um, I'm happy for those individuals. Obviously, they've done something that I haven't done to get there. So either A, I can be upset and say oh well you know it's because of my skin color why I don't have what I have you know no it's about the actions that I have taken throughout my life that have led me and have put me in the situations that I am in now or that have put 
the same goes for anybody. You know, it's what you do from the time you were born until now, you know, in your life. I mean, what you've done in the past has gotten you to where you are today. It's nobody else's fault. It's, you know, it's no, it's you can blame nobody but yourself. You know, if you have a great life, then obviously you've done something great for yourself. If it's not so great that you need it and you want it to be great, then you need to re-examine and figure out what it is that you can do. Um, I can tell you one thing. Um, I wasn't having such a great time, you know, quite a few years back in my life. Um, I ended up getting very involved in my church and that kind of thing and getting closer where God has definitely helped me to be where I'm at today and and has continued to help me to get to where I want to be. And that's in all aspects of my life, you know, spiritually, outside of church, business-wise, um, you know, family-wise, kids-wise, just everything. Um, that has definitely helped me in my life, and I'm very grateful for it. And um, I can say that that is one of the reasons why I am who I am today, and I'm a better person because of it. So... That's something that I had to do is I had to reflect on myself and just say, hey, what am I doing wrong or what am I not doing or what do I need to do to get to this particular place in life? And, you know, you just do it. So anyways, I could talk about that all day long because that topic just aggravates the hell out of me. Um, there's no reason... No reason at all to uh, to to be racist, especially not in today's society. Not ten years ago. I mean, we we left that a long time ago. So, anyways, the next topic that I want to uh, bring up and talk to you about is uh, this one's going to be pretty interesting, guys. This is Fauci's boss, Francis Collins, contradicts Biden, praises Trump's Operation Warp Speed operation. So pretty interesting right so dr felchie's boss comes out and basically says yeah um joe biden's not doing that great but donald trump's administration really kicked butt and if it wasn't for the operation warp speed we probably wouldn't be where we are today so let's just go ahead and take a look through this article here and see what uh, francis collins has to say Right here, it immediately says that the National Institute of Health director, Francis Collins, contradicted the Biden administration on Sunday when he said the Trump administration deserves credit for the breathtaking, again, breathtaking coronavirus vaccine development. Wow. Wow. Finally. Let's get some claps. Thank God. Finally, we have somebody coming out and saying... What a great job that the Trump administration did with this coronavirus vaccine process and the development of it. So I'm going to take back what I said before. Apparently, he didn't come out and really say anything actually bad about the Biden administration. Um, it only contradicts it because he came out and publicly said that the Trump administration deserves credit for the breathtaking coronavirus vaccine development which is a huge, huge win for the Trump administration and for the Republicans. Kudos to that. And then he goes into this, and this is a quote 
the Operation Warp Speed, for which I give a great deal of credit to, quote, and no quotations here, former HHS Secretary Alex Azar, was an effort that many of us were not initially convinced was going to be necessary. And it was thought about as a Manhattan Project, Collins said. So basically what it sounds like is that they were originally obviously against doing this Operation Warp Speed, but now he's basically saying that um, he's super glad that they did do it and has to give credit to the um, former uh, health secretary there, Alex. So kudos to that and kudos to the uh, to the Trump administration for that. And by the way, this comes after the president, Joe Biden, uh, went on the CNN town hall of February 16th and quote he said it's one thing to have the vaccine which we didn't have when we came into office but a vaccinator how do you get the vaccine into someone's arm Biden personally get this Biden personally received the vaccine before Trump left office so if we didn't have no vaccines available when he became president then how did he personally get a vaccine before Donald Trump even left office? Get this. He was caught in a lie, apparently. During a February 19th visit to the Pfizer manufacturing and Kalamazoo, which I do believe happens to be in Michigan, um, Biden falsely claimed, just over, quote, just over four weeks ago, America had no real plan to vaccinate most of the country. Again, President Joe Biden, I, I, I ask you, if the Trump administration had no intentions of vac vaccinating their Americans, for one, why did the Trump administration and Donald Trump personally come up with a whole new way to get a vaccine developed? Uh, I mean, this vaccine was developed, um, I want to say it was 11 weeks Something like 11 weeks after the coronavirus has come out or something along those lines. Let me see if I can read it in this article if it has it in here. But I know I've seen it somewhere. I don't think this particular article has it in it. But, um, I mean, this vaccine was made super quick after the uh, flu came out. Testing took a while, but once that came out and passed... Um, Millions and millions of doses were made. So actually, I want to say that it was uncovered that there was about 40 or 50 million vaccines available when President Biden took office. So he was not left empty handed. He was left with quite a few vaccines, actually enough to to put a, a decent a dent into the uh, population here in the world. Um much you know also in america but mainly for america so i'm not quite sure what um he was talking about when he stated that he didn't have no vaccines when he came into office but on other news we do have another topic today that we're going to talk about a new york assemblyman colin schmidt huh. he states that the state could elect a Republican governor following the nursing home cover-up. 
this would be huge for New York. And when I say huge, I mean huge. If New York gets rid of Andrew Cuomo and elects a, re a Republican governor into the New York system, they are going to have nothing but success. And they are going to actually rebuild that city and make it the great New York that everybody once loved and wants to live in. As of right now, everybody's fleeing New York. All the money, everything is leaving New York because of, for one, they've been locked down for over a year. Um, they can't even go out to eat somewhere. But yet, you know, it's okay to open a restaurant for a couple days because of Valentine's Day. But it's not okay for them to be permanently open. I don't get it. I don't get the logic behind it. All I see is how another democratic state is trying to do everything it can to tell the people what they can and can't do and how they can and cannot live their life. That's not what America's about and that's not what it was founded on. And I can tell you right now, if Andrew Cuomo gets impeached from the government and from the governor of New York and they elect a Republican, oh my God, people are going to flock back to that state again. New York City is going to be on fire. Mark my words. I'm telling you right now. Let's see what happens. But let's dig into this article a little bit more here and see what um, uh, Colin Schmidt has to say here. It says, New York State Republic... Oh, nope, sorry. New York State Representative Colin Schmidt, which does happen to be Republican, believes the state, quote, very well could, end quote, end up with a Republican governor following Governor Andrew Cuomo's nursing home cover-up, which he referred to as a criminal conspiracy to the highest order. Wow. Woo. I don't know about you guys, but I would not want to be Andrew Cuomo right now. It does not sound like it is a good day to be the governor of New York. Um, sounds like to me that he's got a lot of uh, questions to answer and um, just just despicable fucking despicable but anyways let's see what else this article has to bring to us here we go it says quote this is a criminal conspiracy to the highest order it is a criminal cover-up by cuomo and the administration schmidt said wow and why did they cover it up you want to know why andrew cuomo and his administration was so worried about covering it up they were covering up um the number of people who died of the Chinese virus in nursing homes due to the fears of a federal investigation. I can tell you right now, he didn't want Donald Trump to send people into his state and investigate him and determine that he was a liar while he was in presidency because he didn't like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, I don't think, particularly really cared for him either. So he knew that if Donald Trump had any kind of clue or an idea that he was lying about this, that he would have sent in um, federal agents probably to investigate the situation. And it would have been bad for him because he would have gotten impeached before Donald Trump left office. I can almost guarantee you that if he knew about this. Schmidt said he also urged the attorney general to conduct a full and thorough investigation. I highly, I highly um, agree with him. He definitely needs to go through a furl, 
a full and thorough investigation. We we need to find out what else he's lied about. Is he if he's lied about these deaths? I guarantee you, he's lied about other things that happen throughout New York and throughout some of their policies. So this would be this would be inter- interesting to see exactly what all Andrew Cuomo and his administration has covered up since the whole time he's been in office. Um, let's see some more quotes here. I strongly believe. Criminal charges are needed up to and including the highest level of state government. Anyone who is complicit needs to be charged criminally, he said. Adding that the legislator also needs to take action, including removing officials from office. Absolutely. Once again, I totally agree with that. Um, Need to get his ass out of office. I say take his pension away. Take every benefit he has as a a government employee or a government official and get rid of it all. And I I kind of hope he does get tried criminally for this because, I mean, there's been thousands and thousands of people that have died because of this and probably because of no reason. There was probably guaranteed other alternatives that they could have taken other than keeping them or placing them back into a nursing home knowing that they were infected with the virus. Let's say he also says over 15,000 families have lost loved ones because of these decisions. There we go. Right there. I was just saying thousands of thousands, but we actually have kind of a somewhat of a close number, I guess. 15,000 families have lost loved ones because of this. Wow. 15,000 families because of one person's lie and all democrats say is that republicans need to tell the truth conservatives need to tell the truth well we are the ones that tell the truth you're the ones that do nothing but lie and we constantly prove it and bring it out and show it it's just that some of the american people unfortunately have become blind have become ignorant to the truth and all they see is just one side um I know this for a fact, and I challenge people to bring true, hard facts to the left and watch them how they just absolutely deny it right in front of your face when you have the hard facts in front of them. They're so brainwashed, they just can't see straight. And that's part of our jobs as Republicans, as conservatives, as God's children. And loving individuals is to help get these people unbrainwashed, show them the true hard facts and the truth, let them make their own decision once they have a clear state of mind. And I guarantee you, majority of them, if not all of them, will agree with our side. Not saying we're right all the time, I'm just saying we're right majority of the time and most often of the time. Hard part is undoing the brainwash that they've been dealt over their entire life because let's face it if you're like me in your mid-30s then you've basically been lied to your entire life and either you see it or you don't I'm lucky enough to where I've had people in my life show me the truth show me how to find the truth show me how to do my own thinking my own critical thinking my own research, and I make the conclusion for myself. Either I agree with it or I don't, and these are the reasons why I do or the reasons why I don't. And so that doesn't that doesn't mean that I always agree with the right side. 
you know, sometimes I just don't. And I put myself right there in, in the middle, you know, so, but most of the time I agree. Um, just because on this party, everybody pretty much thinks alike. There's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no real craziness going on, you know, compared to the left. I mean, you can be an extreme leftist or just a moderate or somewhat of a left and the pendulum swings so much between those different ones. You know, that's the good thing about being a Republican, I guess, is it stays pretty much the same no matter who you talk to if they're Republican. So there's one last um, quote here, it looks like, and it says that he said he would be happy to be the first one to line up and endorse Representative Lee Zeldin, also a Republican of New York, who some have identified as potential GOP challenger. Nice. So he's basically saying that they already kind of know who they would want to pick if and when they do impeach uh, Andrew Cuomo here. So Colin is willing to uh, be the first one to get online and to um, and endorse Lee. So that's awesome news. Uh, we just need to get more Republicans and more people on that same board. So once um, Andrew Cuomo does get impeached, we can have multiple Republicans jump in line and try to run. You know what I think would be pretty inter interesting, and I hope um, this kind of does happen, actually, is that if Andrew Cuomo gets impeached from the governor's seat in New York, how about one of the Trumps run for governor and win it? Could you imagine if that happened? Talking about prosperity for New York City? Holy cow. That would be, it was a destination before for people to go to, but it would be a destination for everybody to go to worldwide if one of the Trumps were to become the governor of New York City. I mean, hell, they were all basically raised there. Um, Donald Trump was for sure. I'm sure he raised his families there. I know he's had house, he's got houses all over the place, but I want to say most of their time was spent there in the New York area. So they all love it. Um, damn, that would be, that would be pretty incredible, actually, <laughs> if that happens, but, um, yeah, yeah, so one of the last things that I kind of want to talk about is, um, there's going to be a bill that they're going to be, uh, trying to, uh, pass here in the Congress, it's going to be the amnesty bill, and we need to pressure all of our Republicans that are that are there in the office and that's going to vote on this bill. We need to urge them all to vote no on this. We can't have not one Republican vote yes on this because if this bill gets passed, it is going to be a devastation to our country and for our um, because there will no longer be a Democratic and Republican Party. I mean, on paper, there will be sure. But when they're actually voting, there's no way that the Republicans would be able to catch up because they're talking about bringing in 20,000 illegal immigrants into this country if this bill gets passed. And you know what that means? That means 20,000 more Democratic votes going forward. And it's just going to be damn near impossible for the Republican Party to ever win ever again. It's it's 
it's it won't be a dictatorship per se, but the Democrats will always be in office, and we know what happens when they're in office. They destroy things. They manipulate people. They destroy our country. They put other countries before America, and the last I checked is that we have a government to put our country before any other country first. So if you're going to be in the United States government and you're going to put other countries before the United States of America, then you need to be removed from your seat and we need to get somebody else in there that believes country first before anything else, especially other countries. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. I want to say thank you to everybody for coming out and listening to another episode of the podcast. And God bless everybody. Stay safe and we will see you guys on the next one.